Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. We are here on Monday, April 26th. I just got back from a vacation. What? Took a vacation? Yeah, I got in an airplane, and I went and stayed in a hotel, and I went down to Fort Myers, Florida. My brother-in-law got married. It was a beautiful wedding, and it was just great to be at a resort it just was great just not to worry about pandemic stuff. I know we're supposed to wear masks everywhere, but we didn't. I don't know. Is that irresponsible? I'm vaccinated. Don't judge me. But it felt good. And I'm looking forward to taking more trips. I'm planning a trip to Nashville. I'm going to Scottsdale. We're going to Gatlinburg. We're going to go see Yosemite. And I am ready to travel people. I had a great time. We were at our hotel and had this terrifying experience. I don't know if you know what a water bug is, a giant water bug. They're called toe biters. I've never heard of this, but it looks like a cockroach with two giant muscle pinchy arms in the front. And I'm not lying. This thing was like three inches long. I'm not lying. It was three inches long. I'm not even exaggerating. The thing was huge and it was in the floor on our hotel room. And you're looking at this big bug. I'm looking at it thinking, I can't step on this thing. It's going to make a mess. It's like the size of a mouse. So I'm like, I'm going to try to hit it with a towel and just hit it out the door. Imagine what it feels like. I'm walking up to it. I'm getting really close. I don't want to touch this thing. I don't want to touch it at all. I wish it would just go away. I'm thinking about calling the front desk. And I go to hit it with a towel, and the thing starts flying. I didn't think it was a flying bug. It's flying, but it's flying right at me. My wife's screaming. I'm like backpedaling like a cornerback in football. And the thing is like probably like three inches in front of my face. And... I don't know what I thought I would scream like when I was just generally terrified, but I'm just going to say it wasn't a really high-pitched scream, but I wasn't proud of it, and, and it was scary as hell. Anyway, it floated on the ground, it landed on the ground, and I hit that thing so damn hard with the towel, I think I knocked it out, and then I just kind of kept hitting it until it got out of there, and I hit it all the way out the door and onto the balcony, but giant water bug, holy cow, Florida, dude, this is like in the same realm as giant Australian spiders. I I could care less about this type of bug. I don't know what it serves in the ecosystem, but I don't ever want to see anyone again. Anyway, two weeks ago, I talked about my pickle that I was in with my associate leaving. She's moving to Arizona and supposed to give me 120 days notice, but she's pretty much giving me like six, seven weeks. And I get it. And I knew she was leaving over the summer. I just didn't know when and she didn't know when. And we were very open with that. She was leaving and moving to Arizona. She just didn't know when because her fiance has got placed in medical school or his residency is out there. So it wasn't like we knew she had a possibility of going. So it wasn't a surprise, but it really kind of like put me in a pickle because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I can't hire somebody this fast. I had someone that was going to replace her that was going to come on. But this person's in a GPR and they're not getting out till July. So I'm literally thinking about oh my gosh, I'm going to have to work all of her hours, which means I'm going to have to work doubles, which, you know, I know you guys know I don't work a lot of clinical hours now, but I promise you, I'm at the practice. I'm doing things. There are things that need to be done and my team needs me. I have a large team. And then combined with, which somebody pointed out to me recently, that I made a public declaration that my other associate, when she goes on her maternity leave in August, that I will not work her hours either. And I still don't have a solution for that at this point. So, I was talking about that on the podcast, and I was just in a really, really dark place of, my gosh, I was so excited for it to get warm this year. I'm excited to get out and golf. I'm excited to travel. I'm excited to do all these things. But I'm going to be working like 40, 50 clinical hours a week because I don't have a solution for this. And I'm just feeling like crap about it. So I talked to my life coach. You guys heard me talk about my life coach before. And pretty much what her and I did is she kind of said, what are my commitments? And this is what I want to talk about today. Like, what are your commitments? 
So I had a few commitments. I was not willing to force my associate to stay in Illinois and not move to Arizona against her will. I don't want to do that. If she wants to go and it's important for her to go when she wants to go, I'm not going to force her. That would be a win for me, but a lose for her. And I don't want to do win-lose. I'm not willing to allow my practice to suffer a large loss in revenue. I got a big team. I can't take that big of a hit. I'd be in trouble. I'm also in my earnout year with MB2 with the my partnership. So this is an important year for us production-wise. There are requirements. There are certain numbers that need to be hit. And me not working my associate's maternity, nor me working the time where my other associate's leaving until the other guy can start, I can't do it. It's, I'm not willing to do that. I just can't. It, it just doesn't work. Another commitment was I'm not willing to hire a temporary dentist that doesn't fit in with our culture. I don't want to put my team through that. I don't want to put my patients through that. So while that would also be a win for me because I don't have to work at either of these leaves, it's a loss for the team. I just think about what is my biggest commitment right now and what has been my biggest commitment this year? Not to sound selfish, but my commitment is doing what brings me joy and what is best for my team. And that's me not doing a lot of clinical dentistry. That's me being happy and being at the practice and being the leader, the trainer, being the person that takes care of the issues and, and works with the team for systems and stuff like that. Got a big team. That's my big commitment. And that was my biggest thing that I was unwilling to do. I had to come back and say, you know what? You're right. I am committed to that. And me going back to practice all those hours clinically does not fall in line with those commitments. And it's not the right thing to do. So kind of went through like, what are the worst case scenarios? All right. So worst case scenario, I force my associate to stay. I threaten litigation, all this stuff. I don't want to do that. That doesn't feel good. That's not me. That's not us. I'm not doing that. Worst case scenario, I hire a temporary dentist and, you know, they don't really fit in. The patients complain. It's only temporary, I guess. My practice is probably not going to fall apart, right? It's probably going to be okay. But I I really don't want to do that either. The other thing is it's just shutting down the columns, literally just like calling the patients and what if we had to call these patients, tell them there's going to be no doctor there, we have to reschedule their appointment, I'm paying all these people, in the worst case scenario, I can barely make payroll, I don't hit my, my goals that I had to hit for my contracts. That's bad. That's a pretty bad situation. So a few things that I realized through this whole thing, just kind of talking it out and writing it out, and this is what I do with my life coach, and it's great, it's really, really helpful. I realized that attempt dentist wouldn't be the end of the world. So I had to say, you know what, I'm willing to do that, if it has to do that, I'm willing to do that because I'm unwilling to work these hours myself. And also willing to realize that I could probably strike a deal with my doctor that's leaving and say, like, you know, I could incentivize or say, hey, like, if you stay, I'll do this and that. Just make it. I mean, everybody's got a price, right? So that's a possibility, too. But like I said, my biggest commitment was to myself. It's to my team. And in order for me to best serve them and serve myself, I have to. I, I just have to find a solution. So I had to put it in line in the sand. I'm not going to do those. So you're hearing me say it again, even though there was a, for a good period in the past two weeks, I was like, I have to do it. I have no choice. I am the martyr. I will sacrifice for my team and for everybody and I will do it. So what I do, I put an ad out, you know, I talked on the podcast about the doc leaving and I also talked to my other doctor and say, Hey, what are you willing to contribute? Like, he's already full-time too. So would he be willing to work some extra days? So looking for a situation that is win-win where everybody can win. So I ended up talking to the doctor that was leaving, and she agreed she would not stay the whole time, but she agreed to stay an additional two weeks. And one of those weeks was when my other doctor was just on a vacation, 
And I don't know what the heck I would have did. I literally don't know how I would have possibly did it. I had to work. I would have to work every single hour that practice was open, and it would have been a nightmare. It would have been chaos. I would have been checking five columns of hygiene. So I, I'm thankful that she is willing to stay for those additional two weeks. But I had a few people reach out to me from me talking about the podcast, and you know, I met them, and they were cool, and I liked them, and I hired one, and I might hire another one. I'm figuring out a way that this works. And then the doctor that was originally supposed to replace this doctor. Now I hired somebody in that place, but I've also figured out a way for that person to come on full time and work the hours, different hours, but work some hours until my other associate goes on to maternity, of which he will work her hours. And after she comes back from maternity, I have figured it out. That will give me enough time to get some more hygienists and more, some more personnel and, you know, increase the new patient flow to support this. So we're going to grow into it. We're going to make it work. I don't want that person to lose their job because of it, because it wasn't really his fault either. So it still wins for him. The moral of the story is that, man, possibility. I was in a dark place. There is no other solution. What am I going to do? And then, you know, you start really putting the pen to paper and thinking about it and saying, no, there is something I can do. I do have the power. I am in control. I can make something happen that wins for everybody. So like I said, I was willing to accept the temp dentist, but you know what? It didn't, I didn't have to accept like some temporary I didn't like. I liked the people I met and it meant some great people to have like on backup. Should I ever need people in the future? I just think it's important when we look at things in our lives is we look at what our commitments are and we write them out. What am I truly committed to? When we get into conflict, what am I committed to? Am I committing to make my team happy? Am I more committed to making me happy? Is there a way I can make me happy and my team happy? Is there a middle ground that's win-win, okay? There's always a solution that's win-win. And I'm learning this. You know, I've been learning this from working with my life coach is that I have a lot of situations that I see very binary and that it's either this or that. And we got a whole world of possibility. There's always a way. So I want you to think about that possibility. What do you want? What are you committed to? Do you want an associate? Do you, do you want to make more money? Do you want to take more time off? Do you want to have a more productive practice, more stress-free? Do you have some bad people you need to get rid of? Or what are your commitments and what do you want? Because I promised you that there's a solution. And that's just the power of coaching. That's the power of having a coach is that you might be sitting there listening to what I'm saying and saying, etch, you're an idiot. The solution was there the whole time. Why didn't you think about it? But I'm telling you, when you're in the moment, you don't see it. Your brain has these patterns in which you look at things a certain way and you see things a certain way and you really, it helps to have somebody sort these thoughts out and really get clear on what your goals are and finding solutions that are in line with those. So, cool. I hope someone got something out of that. I know that's a little bit different from the direction I usually take, but I was talking about my predicament two weeks ago and I felt like I needed to update it and it wasn't just a quick update. It needed a little bit more depth, and I wanted to talk about the process of which I arrived at this solution. So, praise the Lord. Like I said, I'm not working these shifts. I hope that nothing changes. I'm holding my fingers up. I'm crossing them right here. I hope nothing changes. But if it does, I know I can find a solution because I do believe there is always a solution out there. All right, everybody, we will talk to you in two weeks. You have a good one.